do 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 do. All right, so maybe I'm not pitch perfect on that one. But that theme song does mean it's time once again for the Lighthouse IT Solutions podcast. And I'm here with Griffin Ball. Oh, man. Hi, Griff. <laughs> Hi. I would press the applause noise, but I never know which button that is. So yeah, I can't tell you. <laughs> it's it's one of these buttons. I they put colors on it, which is really cool if you if you know what you're doing. I just know green is crickets, right? Or... I don't know. Let's try it. Bear with us, people at home. No, it's oh, the wow. trombo. It's the sad trombone. That's a. So are we gonna that fix was... that in post, or is this gonna make no, it? No, that, really, that really matched the <laughs> the mood. <laughs> that was perfect. All right then. Well, we're gonna keep it. Seems like we got some hacks this week. Or the we last couple did. Weeks. We got quite a bit to chat about today, and I'm pretty excited about two of those things. Yep. So I'm excited because we're here. We've moved where we record once again, and my hope is, is at least for us, it's a lot significantly cooler, um, temperature wise. Uh, <laughs> it's also just cooler. It's it's also just cooler. There's a curtain in here. Uh, There's more sound. Padding There's more ever. sound padding. Hopefully, ninety percent less semi trucks driving by in the middle of it. Fire trucks, motorcycles, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just and everything All the that vehicles. Yeah, uh, one of one of our office neighbors. I always laughed because he said Elmore is the loudest quiet town he's ever lived in. Oh yeah, he lives above because uh, yeah, yeah. he used to live downtown, and he said it's just constant noise at all hours of the night, and you just have no idea. People leaving the bars. Screaming from across the road, people saying hi at seven o'clock at night, carrying around a conversation. Hey, Bob, how's it going? How's farming doing? You know, you like walk (laughs) close to each other, (laughs) and then of course it's an older town, so I hate to say it this way, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of emergency vehicles that get called out. Yeah, you know, so it's uh, it was an entertaining thing that he said, and I never noticed it until I started working late at night, and he's totally right. Mm. So let's dive in in our quiet, new, little, isolated chamber that we have here. This is beautiful. I like it. Um, so have a seat. Sounds like down. a sensory deprivation chamber. <laughs> this is the way you described it. <laughs> is it. Is it not? I guess so, yeah. Nulls my humor sense, that's for sure. Yeah, I didn't have Can one. Can you hit the wah-wah? So. <laughs> there you go. I can, because we just realized that that's the green button. It's the only one I know. It's the only one I know now. <laughs> that, and, that and, of course, the tunes. Yeah, the intro. I want to kick off with, um, Griff, you're, you, you're a big fan of, the, of, of, of Apple products, by and large, right? I mean, yeah, I'm familiar enough with them. Familiar enough. Um, and I, I kind of am, too. Uh, it's like I mean, saying I'm a fan of Windows, though. Like, realistically, yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> but... As I've gotten along, I used to have a Mac. I used to be pretty into it, but um, I'm not anymore. But I still have an iPhone. Yep. Love the iPhone uh, because it's simple to use. And I know that's crazy for some people to understand. But when I use an iPhone or an iPad, it all feels exactly the same. Well, uh, one thing we know that Apple loves is magnets, right? Well, recently uh, specifically, yeah. I mean, they've always had the Ma- like the MagSafe charger on the on the yeah, MacBook yeah. and stuff. They've been around, then they laughed, and now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're absolutely right. They have gone crazy. Everything's got it. Everything's magnets. Um, the iPhone has a MagSafe charger, which is a big circular thing that clamps on. 
all of their accessories for the iPhone 12 are are, are magnetic. Um, AirPods have significant amount of magnetics plus the charging <laughs> is stuff. It, is this going into like a, a the magnets HomePod, faulty? Like I think the HomePod has magnets. No, I just okay. really love magnets. Okay. Um, also but, Beats. Apparently. I forgot they had Beats. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they do own Beats. I yeah. kind of forgot about that. And I own a pair of Beats. Hmm. I had to catch an airplane, and I needed a pair of headphones. And <laughs> It's the cheapest ones at the airport. <laughs> well, it was the cheapest ones at Walmart. That oh, yeah. I'm, I, you've, you know me pretty well that I'm... Got to have an amp or something. I, I am <laughs> remarkably picky about audio, and so Beats were the cheapest ones that I could pick that were okay hmm. sound quality-wise. <laughs> But uh, if you have a pacemaker or a medical device that is susceptible to magnetic interference, you may want to make sure that that device is more than 12 inches away from you. Now, I want you to think for just a moment, and you know you can hear me in the background grabbing my phone because I'm going to illustrate to you, Griff. Um, I'm going to grab my phone, and I'm going to put it up to my ear. And if you can see within relation to where my heart is... Very close. Still. That is not 12 inches. <laughs> so you can't really use Apple products then at all. You, you're you supposed to. The, the notice came out um, that you're supposed to check with your doctor to just see what the, the tolerant level of interference mm. is. But I, I want to read because it's, it's a tech support article from Apple that we caught. And, and it's kind of funny. Some of this stuff... You know, I try to keep the content separated from our website uh, that we post because if you've been following us on, on our social media pages, you've already seen this. But I thought this was entertaining enough that I wanted to reiterate it here because as I got to thinking about it, it's um, affected magnetic products, AirPods, <laughs> AirPod charging case. Apple Watch bands with magnets. No. I have, I have. What is this called? The I, I always want to call it the Millennial Band, but it's it's the metal bands. Yeah, uh, or something. That's all magnetic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, watch is probably the worst, man. Because all of the charging accessories, chest or anything like. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, and I don't own one. Uh, so you have the iPad, the iPad Mini, iPad Air, iPad Pro, all of the smart covers. Because wow. remember, that's how they hook up. Um, your keyboards, the Magic Keyboard, any iPhone 12 model, Beats Flex, Beats X, Power Beats. Um, the freaking Apple Pro display has magnets in wow. it. Uh, and, and for some reason, even the HomePod, which I've never played with a HomePod. <clears throat> why, does the HomePod how, why does the HomePod have magnets in it? Do you think it's a charging? Uh, it's got to, right? Yeah, thing on top or something. Uh, like that would make sense. It's got a, probably got a charging dock or something. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, imagine the confusion that you, you have, even as like a family member who experiences that, like someone, you know, you've got an Apple Watch on, you know, your grandpa scratches his chest, boom, instant pace. You go to give him fault. a you give him a hug. Oh, yeah. think about that. Oh, like man, I wonder. That's even worse, yeah. But <laughs> I think it's mostly the charging accessories for like your Apple Watch and what have you. Yeah. You know. But I mean the, the band, that's a that's rare earth magnet or something. It's very strong. It's black magic. Yeah. It's what it is. It's incredibly strong for as thin as it is. Yeah, so I I guess if you have a if you're a big Apple fan, um <laughs> don't have heart troubles is really 
just that simple. It's just that simple. And then we move on to T-Mobile. Our friends over at T-Mobile. Um, Our friends over at T-Mobile. Heck yeah, man. They're a major sponsor of the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and it says here that, oh, they confirmed they were hacked. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, so much for sponsorship. Our one time we finally get a sponsor yeah. and they're hacked. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just, it is what it is. This one's pretty interesting. They're not really being forthcoming because I'm sure what they're doing is going through an investigation right now. Yeah. But but T-Mobile and their big fancy anti-CEO, CEO guy. Is that guy, is that crazy guy still in charge? Which one? I, I can't think of his name. But you know, like, he took over. He was trying to make T-Mobile cool. Oh, I don't think that's the same guy anymore. You think that guy's gone? Yeah, Mike Sivert, 2020, April 1st, 2020. So. Oh, that was okay. Cra- that. So crazy guy's not around anymore, yeah. huh? Yeah. How did that even happen? I don't know what relevance that plays to anything. Probably none. Um, <laughs> but that Laguerre guy was crazy. Yeah. He, like, wore T-shirts that had weird slogans on them. Wow, what a, what a wild dude. <laughs> <laughs> I I hate you. <laughs> well, tell me about this hack. We haven't talked about it. <laughs> oh, that is what we're talking We're talking about a hack. That's right. So, anyways, um, you know, hard-hitting website, The Motherboard, reported that they were being investigating or investigating an underground forum saying that they had T-Mobile data. The post did not specifically say that it was T-Mobile, but they were able to figure it out a little bit. And... Finally got T-Mobile to fess up. Yeah, we do believe that somebody got access to data they shouldn't have. We're looking into it. So we're going to find out. But if you're a T-Mobile customer, you're going to want to be keeping an eye on your email. Um, Maybe look at some identity theft stuff. We don't know what the extent of that hack is um, and what they may have gotten to see yet. Um, but, uh, But they are going through an internal investigation like you do with all of these situations. Yeah, so it says that they are confident that the entry point used to gain access has been closed. Yeah, well, we always say that. Yeah, that's all all the uh, statement was. So, So, okay, so we've got um, don't use Apple products because it'll explode Mm. your heart. Yep. Don't use T-Mobile because they'll break your heart. (laughs) Um, I think the last thing that I have to chat about has nothing to do with your heart. Unless you're a really big fan of a Terra remote monitor, and and, and 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 that's not me sneezing. Um, so in a in an odd in an odd change of fate, we talked about Kaseya, how they got breached, how that's an RMM tool. So hopefully y'all are are caught up on what an RMM tool is and what it does. Remote um, monitoring management. It is for remote monitoring and management. Excellent callback. You you uh, you get a cookie. I've listened to one or two of these. I've listened to one or two, three hundred million times. <laughs> So, um, the ransomware group Conti, C O N T I. So, yeah. I believe that's correct, but I'm not gonna. Well, listen, it's <laughs> it could be anything, but if you're gonna Google, Google C O N T I. They have decided that to assist in their um, their placement of ransomware, that what they would do is they would use an RMM tool. This is genius. I mean, it's what we do to install software and manage our clients so why not why not do that um obviously most rmm companies do not want you using it for this use case 
so there's some validation that you have to do when you sign up. Uh, unfortunately for the company Ateras, they offer a free, almost automated trial system. So, you, good way to get a hold of prospects and uh, you know you sign up for a trial. Yeah. You get free access to the portal. With that free access, you can um, you can drop ransomware. <laughs> you you deploy it. So we're in the process of we've got a whole bunch of scripts that we've got written for our RMM tool that detects the presence of a Terra, um, because it's it's to the point where um, we talk about how important it is to have persistence in in ransomware and cyber security incidents in general. It's all about maintaining persistence and i don't know if we've talked about it in this podcast or in the webinars or you know because it it gets brought up all the time but persistence is key but hackers tend to be as lazy as they possibly can just because you're doing it a lot and you're you know what i mean yeah you go with what works and if something's hard you can move to the next person it might be easier for that this seems really easy and then all you do is you write a script that deploys and installs your ransomware so you can literally use these tools once you get once you get access to one computer, you can drop the Atera client and then use the Atera client to effectively manage the installation of the Atera client across all of the bases, cool. deploy your ransomware, and Bob's your uncle. As long as you get it done during your trial, you're doing okay. <laughs> well, it seems like they can just continuously request new trials. <laughs> yes. There's some sort of loophole. Yes, and so it, it it's... It's really just so odd. <laughs> um, we don't really have any major responses back from Atera quite yet on what's happening to all of this. Um, but I got to imagine they are probably going to be a little bit more strict on their trial process. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how, how does the trial po- process look in that industry? I mean... Well, I mean, normally you have to deal with 15 different salespeople. Yeah. You have to schedule it. You have to do a demo, and then they'll turn on the trial for you. This is like the first one I've seen where you can just kind of do it. You can just sign through up the for the site. It. Yeah. So the the trick with Atera is that they're not just MSP focus. It is an RMM tool, but I believe that part of Atera's party trick is that it's also designed for internal teams to manage. Hmm. Yeah. So they they have a much wider user base than. You know, like the Data RMM and Kaseya. Yeah, yeah. Kaseya does have some internal IT teams using it, but it's not their their primary focus. Huh. Yeah, that means Atera might uh, get a little bit of backlash there because it's kind of a big deal. That is kind of a big deal. Hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't had an announcement. But I also do one. wonder if other data, uh, if other, it's other data, if other RMM providers review their trial process just to make sure that this is not a, a possibility. That's good. Never thought I never thought about doing that. Like it's just as I said, and and we see this coming out because now there's this whole world. You have these ransomware providers um, that are now aware that RMM tools exist. Yeah. Because of the Kaseya breach. That's true. It's popularized it. So now they're like, oh, hey, I wonder who mm-hmm. all's out there. What if? And they found one. It's ingenious. Luckily, I think the uh, those service providers are, you know, staying on top of it, I think. But I, don't I, know. I do hope so. Kaseya and, was a and, disaster and, story. Um, I think even, you know, both of us, I, I've been following this because of some of our networking groups. Um, but I think you even saw um, our RMM 
service sent out a broad notice that said, hey, um, look on your client's equipment because you may just think it's a dormant agent, but it actually could be ransomware. Yeah. I want to talk, this is more your field though. I want to transition from boring security news um, because yesterday we were talking internally um, about some of these messaging services and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We were, we were talking about Snapchat. And you made a joke about a product <coughs> that was widely used in college for me. Yeah, I don't. What did what was it called? Yik Yak. It was called okay. So it's yeah. called Yik Yak. And <laughs> then it, of course, somehow you brought it back to life. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it came back like a week ago. I was very surprised, <laughs> but but it's weird because I don't think even in the time that we were making jokes about it mm, yeah. that it came back. Um, I hadn't heard of it. Yeah, we 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 came back a week ago. It just was a joke that you had made, mm-hmm. and then we sit down to kind of review and and take our notes, and then all of a sudden it's like it's back from the dead. It's back from the dead. It, most people who left it because it had shut down went to like Snapchat and stuff, but but I think that's still around. I think still people are still doing that. And Snapchat started utilizing some of the functions that it had, like it's you know. Well, uh, let me explain what Yik Yak is. <laughs> I, I was gonna, I was gonna say because you briefly explained to me what it was, but I really have no idea. So it's an anonymous uh, message board, basically. But there's one filter that is uh, based on your location. So you have to give them your location while you use it, and then anyone in a five mile radius of you, you'll see the messages. So whatever it is, you know, you're in a town, people will talk, whatever. The- in a world. The thing was, though, in college, it was really cool because every you know, obviously, you're five miles within everybody, right? So it right. was just like your own little college message board. Yeah. So it was super cool for everyone to use and stuff. You could find out like parties and whatnot, but and they'd be close by. You could probably walk to them. But it got shut down because obviously that's kind of a nefarious thing sometimes. So bullying, harassment, suicide stuff, bomb threats, you know. Yeah, got it got a little weird. So it, um, I, I had stopped using it well before that, but it was 2017 is when it shut down. Um, but now it's back, 2021. So unlike, let's say, what I'm familiar with, which is Snapchat, which is you view something and it goes off into the abyss once it's read, but yeah. that's available to everyone. This is a community type of board that you could use. Yep, um, it, and I think there's an expiration of some sort. Um, so, like, after, like, 30 days or something, you can't see messages or something like that. I don't know what they've changed it to, but, or if it had changed since I had used it. Um, <laughs> but everything's anonymous, you know, so you can't, like, do anything. And if you, like, try and put, like, uh, like a street address or things like that, it, I, I, it used to just, like, not allow you to post things. It's really interesting. Um, so there's definitely, like, rules in it. So... So you would have to be like, if you if you put anything personal in there, it would it would grab it, it'd drop flag it, or or it would get or posted and within like ten minutes. It yeah, it'd get flagged or something. Gotcha. There's some sort of AI behind it. What I think is interesting is is um, right before recording, you said that you installed this app, and I we're did. in a small town. This is Elmore, so <sighs> I'm expecting nobody be because it just launched last week. Mm-hmm. Came back. Saw and, at least eight people. <laughs> and you've seen at least eight people engaging with the system. In a town of what, like a thousand? <laughs> no, I can't. You think it's even a thousand? Uh, well, I mean, on the five miles around Elmore. That's true. Elmore. Okay, that's true. 
but but do you bad. know what's five miles near Elmore? Is farms. Yeah. Farms. Maybe a little bit of Woodville. A little bit of and Genoa. a high school. In high school, yeah. This could be all high school. So yeah. this that, that is kind of one of the things. And I, I think we were talking a little bit, and I cannot for the life of me remember the name of the app, but there was a, an app that was, like, focused on students that ended up being a hookup app. Oh, yeah. that's. I mean. <laughs> which is really weird. But definitely one of the of... local schools in our area got busted because there was effectively a, I think it was like, almost like a pseudo-sex trafficking ring. Wow. Not sex trafficking, but like, uh, yeah, teens yeah, up type yeah. Thing. It was it was being used as like a hookup app and stuff. But like, and then they were cer- can get in there and be like, hey. well, then they started circulating photos through it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, this you can't do photos or anything. This is all just text. So it's still kind of unnerving. I, I, it was cool for college. I'm not gonna lie, but the I inter- don't really yeah. see any other use case. <laughs> so. The the yeah for like partying or being abusive. Yeah. I, I guess. Hell, I, I mean, he, when I when I saw uh, like the the big movement of people using it, it was like, hey, does somebody have this book from last semester that I can have, you know, so I don't have to buy a three hundred dollar textbook? Like, e- even that type of stuff was pretty good. Yeah, that's I saw kind true. of a lot of that, but it's it's I just people on the internet are known for being polite and mature. <laughs> no, <laughs> wait, you get that backwards, yeah. But then what we do is we improve upon their anonymity. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be anonymous on the Internet. Just think there's a reason these apps keep getting shut down. It's because the people who genuinely want that level of anonymity are generally not good people. (laughs) So their statement on why they're allowed to be back um, is, along with mental health resources and guidance on staying safe, the app's website lays out extensive community guardrails. So... When I signed up for it, I got like a whole bunch of like, you know, here's a little tutorial. You're not allowed to do this. Here's that. Like, here's some resources, that type of thing. And then it let you do whatever you want. Um, but is that enough to really make this last? Is the same thing going to happen again? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably. Know. Let's be real. It's only available in the U.S. and on iPhone for now. So we'll see um, if it lasts longer. At least we know one thing is it definitely confirms the fact that it is for a younger crowd. Because, as we've already discussed, if you have an iPhone, you can't have a pacemaker. <laughs> that is true. Does it have an uh, Apple Watch integration? <laughs> Does the Apple Watch have an integration that says, hey, I'm messing with your pacemaker. You should probably buy a new MacBook or else I'll really mess with you. Uh-oh. There's a new new version of the MacBook. You should probably get that one. I've ordered it for you. I've ordered it for you. Oh, you want to cancel it? Uh, please, please put me up to your chest. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can hit the big one. I'm not ready for the big one yet. All right. Or, I, or do I got, you want to? I got some smaller ones if you want. We can we can blast through about three stories, two stories. Do it. All right. So I'm strapped in, ready to go. Walmart's doing something interesting. They're, they've released a, a white labeled, white, white labelable, I guess is what you'd call that, <laughs> uh, delivery service. So as a small business or a business, you could. Um, it, what they what they call handle the last mile in logistics. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Walmart plans to offer its logistics and delivery services to other companies. So that's actually not a terrible idea. Yeah. Because you figure how many stores does Walmart have and how many warehouses do they have? Yep. And the question is, is do they carry the inventory because of what Amazon's probably done? 
they probably have a lot of extra space in those warehouses. That goes to my next story, but we'll follow up in a moment. And so, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it, it's, it's really actually pretty interesting. It's fascinating. Yeah. So customers will be able to order directly from a, a business. So that I don't think they have to properly go through um, Walmart. It's, you know, white labeled. And then the business's platform will ping Walmart. And then Walmart Go Local will dispatch a delivery driver. Oh, so this isn't even like logistics for that. It's it's also all about getting that home delivery effectively yep, or yep. personal delivery. I, I think it's going to be pretty successful. It seems like it's going to do well, especially There's, because you can white label it. You know, it's really actually helping small business stuff, which is weird. It's not like Walmart at all, <laughs> but it is using them. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm making money off of them, I guess. I, I, I Yeah, this is one to watch, I think. This is a neat idea, and I think it is one to watch. You're going to be fighting and competing with things like Amazon Prime and their delivery service. Mm-hmm. This will let you do that and deal with it. Yeah. It's... I'm I think, fascinated. I think Whole Foods has a delivery thing now, too. So, yeah, this is definitely going to be a direct competitor to this type of And stuff. most companies today are just partnering with DoorDash, but DoorDash still likes to brag that it's them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This will be proper, whatever small business they want it to be. So, uh, But interesting, you mentioned Amazon. Um, Amazon is testing out department stores. So in Ohio uh, and California, they're opening department in stores. In Ohio, yeah. Mm. And California. And California. <laughs> They're opening department stores in basically the places that they closed. So JCPenney, <laughs> like Macy's, things like Sears, all those places in malls that, you know, they contributed to kind of killing. So let me get this straight. <laughs> let me, I need to talk this one out, Griff. So Amazon, yeah. the company that crushed small businesses and retail, yep. thinks that the answer is retail stores yep in which they've destroyed so originally making home delivery (laughs) super convenient this this originally came from them trying to take those empty mall spaces and turning them into fulfillment centers basically but i guess they realized that well why don't we just turn them into proper department stores like everything else so, so do you think that they'll also still use them as warehouses and then just have shoppers to deliver? So it's, it's kind of too. Hey, I think it's a dual purpose kind of thing. Because some of okay. these spaces okay. are going to have a ton of space. Some of them do. Oh, yeah. It's incredible how Hundreds much. Hundreds of thousands of square feet. Yeah. And you probably can, because these malls are hurting because of Amazon, mm-hmm. they can get it pennies on the dollar. And COVID, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Everything's hurting. So. Rome is still a thing. So they're uh, they're they're touting that this will be a uh, cashierless you know just walk out experience. So that'll be cool, but will it succeed? Probably. Probably. I don't know. Still don't have drones. They yeah. I don't think that's a thing you can do, man. Uh, that just doesn't seem practical with weather and and people shooting them out of the sky. I was gonna say I think your biggest issue is the Midwest and guns. Yeah. Because that was the first thought I had. I'd be, I wouldn't shoot it with a real gun. I'd probably hit it with a BB gun. But yeah, you could shoot it with a airsoft gun, and I bet you'd probably have some serious damage to it. Hey, the neighbors get a pretty sweet package over there as it flies yeah. overhead. Paintball, man, paintball would be perfect. Paintball would really screw up. You'd only need one. All the sensors are covered. Oh yeah. This is why we can't have nice things. Because the, nice the neighbor shoots them down. <laughs> because you shoot them with paintball guns. Yeah, well, it's cool. 
I got like four delivery jobs. <laughs> just got to clean them up. I'm just going to go to the Amazon thing and pick up my packages. You could buy like a $5 item. It, get flown, it gets flown to you and then you have a drone. <laughs> so I laughed because you could also have things delivered to stores from Amazon. So like you can go to a CVS and it's an Amazon pickup spot. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it's like we're, yeah. there, there's almost some comedy to all there, of this. There, you should look up um, Amazon Locker, like those lockers that they place in like public parks and stuff. Um, so basically, like the guy delivers it to the park, and then you can go walk to the locker. It gives you a code. You can open the locker, and boom, now you have your package. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a subreddit for how badly placed these are. Like on on top of sidewalks and like, <laughs> but like installed into them, it's really funny. Uh, I didn't know that that was a thing that they did. Yeah, I think it's bigger in you know cities like big cities. Well, yeah, where, yeah. I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, harder to get packages in some apartments and things like that. Well, and it's probably simpler on their drivers now too because yeah, they don't have to go upstairs and whatnot. It might be easier for people commuting too. Like, oh, it's going to get to the locker quicker now. Get you know yeah. to this. Boom! I'll just have it sent there and I'm walk by that. <laughs> yep. Fascinating. Yeah, I'm a real fan of that type of thing. Uh, some would say I'm like a, only a, only a fan of those types of. Uh, oh, did I Dean came in there? Dean came in this. <laughs> That's nice. right. So we go from being general fans to only fans, which is a safe for work thing to talk about now. <laughs> or I guess in October. This blows. This blows. My, <laughs> this story. I I heard about this. Yeah. It blows my mind. So there's really been two updates so far. Because one of them was uh, them talking about how they're banning sexually explicit content. Um, But the other one is them, kind of their motivation of trying to get an app on iPhone and things like that. iOS and and Android. So um, are you able to, because maybe not everybody knows what OnlyFans is. uh, Or or would you prefer that I try to make this No, yeah. Realistically, if you understand what like Patreon is, it's it's a it's the same thing. So if a, a content creator is creating content, whether that's you know like a guy who makes synthesizers by himself in a in a basement, or you know and needs money to continue making it so he can make music so that you can listen to it, that type of thing, or whatever. And that is the important thing is as a platform, because yeah, there like I have I have a Patreon account and I. I have a couple content creators that I, I support. Like to support. Yeah. yeah. It's a great way to Absolutely. directly support something. And, and, and it's, it's, it's generally pretty easy. It's, it's a simplistic system for them to use. Gives you kind of like fun bat behind the scenes. Even yep. sometimes there's promotions at the end. So you Absolutely. get stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's, that's effectively what only fans is, but, um, but versus other companies, they, they've yeah, had they, one major difference they've never was. cared about it not safe for work versus safe for work content they've never really said this isn't allowed this is allowed that type of thing they kind of just allow you to do anything as long as it's not you know illegal illegal yeah basically and so that has actually garnered a ton of traction for them yeah they were yeah doing very well and and so what they do is is i don't think it costs you a flat rate but what they do is 20, 30% of whatever you make, they take as a cut. That's their fee. It's a flat rate. And so, and then they, they pay out the rest to the content providers. Um, 
And I think I had read, and maybe you've got better numbers on this, but I think I'd read they had paid out close to $5 billion last year. Uh, last year during a pandemic, by the way, because I think some people who lost their jobs turned to OnlyFans for <clears throat> yeah. producing content. So I've got great statistics here. So uh, the company who was founded in 2016, they got 200 employees. They have 150 million registered users, 1.5 million content creators, and they've paid out $3 billion to those content creators. Okay, okay. So I guess maybe the, the number that I was looking at is $5 billion probably in total they brought in because yeah. they paid out. They paid out, yeah. It looks like they've yeah they made about one point two billion in twenty twenty, which makes it largely one of the most successful of these content sharing platforms. Um, Pretty big, I, I think Patreon is the only one that's higher, but that's they and it's allow. been around a long time. Yep, and I think it was the first. I've, it's the first one I ever yeah, uh, that I ever used. It's been around a long time. So very interesting. I'll let you kind of finish this story because I, I interrupted and. But I wanted people to, to that weren't familiar with it is that it's a content sharing platform. But what really helped it take off is it's very loose terms of service, yeah. which allowed adult and explicit materials, which a lot of the other vendors or per, uh, service providers have very harsh restrictions on. Which, yeah, you know, that's their choice, whatever. And absolutely. OnlyFans is not only, uh, you know, the, it's not like they're going to say no to people who move from like Patreon over who don't make any sexually explicit content. Nope. They, it's just this everything is, on there is fine. If you go to their homepage now, you know, it, you're not going to get flagged on, well, you might get flagged on <laughs> your, your work device or whatever because of the domain, but there's nothing, there's no nudity right on the homepage or anything like that. It's all pretty generic. No, whatever. it's not themed for it. It just happens to be used by that, that demographic. Um, that being said, they're hoping to get an app out. Um, and that's the first thing I had heard. Um, and they were and both iOS and Android don't allow <laughs> do not allow yeah. adult themed stuff. So you can't have that. Yeah. The, the app's called OFTV. <laughs> <laughs> well, it took them a long time to come up yeah. with that name. <laughs> Features uh, creators from the platform, and uh, it's all strictly safe for work. And and so what's what's happening is it's not just about this app is you, you kind of alluded is in October, they are banning certain types of uh, explicit materials. Yeah. So right after uh, I had heard about that, the next thing I had heard was, Oh, we're actually just going to ban that content from our platform entirely, which is huge, huge uh, for the people that are on it. I mean, that yeah, are using it for that. Obviously. that I mean, remember those numbers. I mean, those numbers were 3 billion content creator earnings. And because of that, they are actually a profitable company. Yeah. Woefully profitable company. I don't know the statistics on what the 1.5 million content creators, you know, how many of those are not safe for work, but I got to imagine it's a very large percentage. Yeah. Majority, uh, I would argue. Yep. So yep. that being said, though, um, nudity is still going to be allowed. It's just not going to be. Nothing. No intermingling. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The It doesn't really have like a set in stone thing like i don't know where the the lines drawn between acceptable and unacceptable there's really no uh, if you go to like their terms page it, it is not clear right so i think it's just gonna be kind of up to them 
which is always always the right way to do things. Um, I, I bet you there'll be more so they, as it comes out. But. So so they what they've done is if they they've grown they've grown a moral compass, right? And this was all <laughs> like that's why they're doing all of this is because no. <laughs> they, they grew a moral. No, this is all because of. Uh, Banking partners and payout oh, providers. Oh, okay. So, trying to so, pressure them. <laughs> so the five billion dollars that they've brought in is not actually enough. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 we want is, is we want more money. Yeah. And so by banning content, they can get investors that normally, because of their fuzzy, they they got pretty far with just like the app and stuff, and then they they hit that roadblock. Yeah. With everyone kind of pushing them, pushing back, saying, "Well, I don't want to support what you guys are basically hosting here," even though that's not like their mission statement or anything, you know. And listen, if you're an investor and that's your style, you know, like we we have certain conduct guidelines for when we do certain pro bono projects, and absolutely can and should. I just think it's really crazy to me um, that as a profitable company. And pretty much the only game in town that is making any type of hey, money a, doing this. It'd be a good time right now to build an alternative right? <laughs> and get that live. Um, it's very odd to me that this is what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. What I had read as to the why they're doing this seems very short term to me. Um, and and I and in, I guess I say I worry. I don't really worry. They're a big company. They've yeah, got I mean, lots of money. Yeah. I could care less what happens to them, if they live or die. I'm not on, go somewhere else. Not on the People, platform. Yeah. I'm not. A, you know, um, and and then, like you said, those users are going to go someplace else and make yeah. somebody else rich. But uh, it's what I think and what I had heard somebody say that was made sense and is interesting. They're trying to pay out their early investors. Mm. And so they're trying to give them a buyout that is lump sum. So the people who help them get the company started, obviously dividends aren't going to be huge money makers. You make all of your money when you go to sell your investment, right? So what I guess they're trying to do is build up a ton of investment capital and banking capital so that they can drive the value of their stock up and make it so that early investors can get their payday. Yeah. yeah. It's a way of rewarding those. And, and that seems to make sense here. Um, I just worry, are you, you know, what are you going to do? How do you, are you going to pay these loans off and then go revert to type? Will you be able to recover? You know, what percentage of revenue are they making from the stuff that they're banning? Yeah, I don't know. We, I assume the, they're making that. They made. I'm assuming they have made those evaluations. Yeah, I just I don't think any of those. Some are public, lawyer so. somewhere had to do a ton of research. I'm sure. Yeah, there's no way for us to know. So, so could this be the end of OnlyFans? I don't know. Are we looking at the beginning of the end? In the end, money takes over once again. Yeah, I mean, we saw Tumblr ban <laughs> not safe for content, and their user base just absolutely dropped. So. Could be similar, but obviously that's I for different uh, reasons. surprisingly un, or unsurprisingly use Tumblr the same amount that I used <laughs> Tumblr before. <laughs> Not at all either. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. This is, this is a crazy one, though. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, anything else on your plate? No, I think we hit uh, kind of the big guys. There's 
some stuff with like Facebook. Uh, they, they gave out their 2021 uh, Q2 report on what people get, you know view basically, but it's unsurprising. It's friends and family posts that aren't linked. What else stuff. is there? Like business posts and things, yeah. Well, yeah, we all knew that nobody really wants to view pages for businesses, that it's all going to be friends and family. I know, so I'm like, yeah, it's not really that. There's (laughs) there's a waste of money right there. What do people look at online? Friends, family, photos, and that person that you're stalking. The thing that is cool is uh, to see what the top news um, domains are, like the things that people watch. But again, it's unsurprising. It's, It's YouTube, it's Amazon, it's GoFundMe, it's Twitter. So... Yeah, I'm trying Spotify, to think. GoFundMe, kind of, but not really, as I think through. No, not on Facebook. There's yeah. so much of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, awesome. Uh, what an action-packed show today, huh? Yeah. You're gonna have fun editing this. I'm gonna have even more fun listening to this. Uh, and laughing at yourself right now. And laughing at myself right now. Yep. Hi, future Matt. How are you? Bet on the donkey. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing. Whatever. Awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, if uh, if you've got questions on anything that Griffin and I talked, most of this content, apart from our weird opinions and rants about Walmart, uh, can be found on lighthousesol.com slash podcast. By the way, I was listening to last week's, I think it was, totally screwed up the domain. How did you not notice that? It was lighthousesol.com forward slash podcast, right? Uh, well, that's what I'm supposed to say. Mm-hmm. But I think two weeks ago I said lighthouseitsolutions.com. Why didn't you let which, me know? Which, by <laughs> the way, uh, you shouldn't. Uh, you shouldn't go to that website. I don't think it is a website. It's yeah. really wordy. We're lighthousesol.com, which is way better. It's not. Um, slash forward slash podcast. You can see this episode's show notes. You can even listen to the episode there if you want. Heck, did you miss one? Did you do you want to see where I screwed up and neither Griff or myself noticed it in the moment? Go back, check it, hit play. I don't remember which one it is, so you're just going to have to go back and listen to all of them. Ooh. Ooh, see what I did there? <laughs> Perfect. Um, and if you have questions or you want to submit anything, hey, there's, there's ways to get in touch with us. We'd love to know what you're thinking. Um, and so on behalf of Griffin, I've been Matt. And uh, you know what? It's been a fun time here at the the new recording studio for Lighthouse IT Solutions Podcast. Um, it's the server room. <laughs> don't tell yeah, anybody. <laughs> don't tell anybody it's the server room. Well, the the issue is, and you may have noticed, everybody, if we're a little odd to form, there was no audience this week. And it's because yeah, it's we haven't gotten the chairs moved back over here. But but, hope, but hopefully we'll get them back, right? So, oh, hey, no, they actually stepped in. Oh, they're, they're back over there. It's real quiet. Right yeah, it, they've been really good. So they find us funny the entire time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how do you know that button? <laughs> All right, well, I think that's it. I think we've had too much fun today. So, uh, Griff, I'm going to leave you uh, very slowly as I try to get out of my chair. Um, and... Uh, We'll see the rest of you on the next Lighthouse IT Solutions podcast.